This is Without Compromise, a show that explores what happens when you won't settle for anything less than your crazy ideas. We'll talk to athletes, founders, adventurers, and entrepreneurs of all kinds about living without compromise. I'm your host, Mason Gravely. Welcome to the show. Let's hear from Bill at the brewery first. Actually, not the brewery, at home right now, like a lot of you. But let's hear from Bill first, see what some updates are, some announcements, and then we'll get into the episode. Hey, Mason, Bill here, uh, coming at you live from the home office, as are many people in our community. Uh, we're kind of splitting up shifts during the, the virus situation, trying to keep everyone on our team safe. Um, production is going as normal. We're trying to keep up with orders. We're doing split shifts, cleaning the brewery a lot. Um, taking a lot of precautions and social distancing and everything like that for our team, just being super careful. Um, packages are going out the door as scheduled and planned. We're working much longer shifts, just trying to keep up. But thank you to everyone in our community. Um, while everyone is home, we are trying to do some exciting stuff. Um, thanks to our friend Brian Mazza of HPLT, who's been crushing some great workouts that are up on our Instagram every day. Um, John and Russ did a happy hour live from the brewery today. Uh, that was pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, just wanted to give a shout out to our community. Thank you so much for hanging in there during these crazy times. Thank you for being here from, uh, for us. And hopefully we're there for you as well. Please reach out with any questions or concerns, but thank you guys so much. Love all you. And I just want to reiterate what Bill says. Thank you, everyone, for the support. Um, you know, I know it's crazy times right now. And so we wanted to do an episode to to kind of help inspire you, help hear from everyday folk that are our ambassadors. They are everyday people, but they're also extraordinary everyday people. And so this episode is featuring nine of their stories about overcoming and enduring obstacles, because uh, that's obviously something we could all you know use a little more encouragement of and use some reminders for right now so i hope you enjoy this episode if you are interested in becoming an ambassador for athletic brewing uh, you can find it on our website i'm not going to tell you where because part of becoming an ambassador is finding the link yourself that is uh, step one i guess you could say thank you all again for submitting stories they were very inspiring to listen to. And it's times like these that show why and how we live without compromise. So I hope you learned something, and I hope you stay inspired. Enjoy. Hi, this is Mike Anderson up here in Michigan. Uh, in 2018, I trained and undertook my first 100-mile trail race. This was a huge jump in distance and effort from any other previous effort for me. I overcame many obstacles on the way to the starting line. An injury derailed me for about a month beforehand with almost no running. Sickness before that messed up some training cycle uh, goals of mine. And finally, during the race, I think I probably underestimated just how difficult something like that could be. Uh, through the help of my team of crew and other runners on the race course, I was able to persevere when the going got very tough. And it was exactly the type of experience I wanted to prove to myself that even when things do get difficult, I can find the mental reserve and physical uh, fortitude to push through obstacles. Uh, there were some moments of doubt and being able to 
overcome those really set me up for a lot of other things in life uh, for success and has translated into being uh, a better father, a better husband, and uh, a better employee in my everyday life as well. So thanks. Hello, my name is Lauren Heldebrand. I am 39 years old. I live in New Jersey. And let's see. So I got sober five years ago, actually, this Saturday, which uh, I think is pretty badass. And I gave up alcohol for many reasons, but uh, I really saw my, my physical fitness uh, really go to the next level after I was able to think clearly. I felt better, and it gave me a great outlet. So I've been training to do a lot of races. I've done a few half marathons. I'm currently tra- uh, training for my first marathon. But what I really wanted to talk about quickly uh, was how I've channeled my sobriety, my recovery, and my love of running into uh, a good cause. My best friend in the whole world, uh, Lauren Wells, lost her niece to neuroblastoma a year ago, actually, uh, almost to the day. And she was only 10 years old. She fought it tooth and nail for um, almost seven years. And it's just been devastating for her and her family and for everyone that knew Alice. She was an amazing girl. And I wanted to do something to give back to um, her and her family but and to raise awareness um, and tie it into all the things that I find inspirational and hopeful. So I decided to do at least a mile a day in her honor. And every mile that I ran, I'm donating to the Maine Children's Cancer Program that took great care of her. So I've been telling friends and family and putting it on social media that uh, we'd love to have everyone donate one dollar. Um, you pick the date between March fifteenth, twenty nineteen, and March fifteenth, twenty twenty, and um, I'll match your dollar to the Maine Children's Cancer Program. So it's it's really brought us closer. It's it's brought more awareness to this terrible cancer, and um, it's helped me focus on what's really important and how we can all kind of come together and try to make the the best out of a terrible situation and to to keep Alice's memory alive. I think about her every single day. It's it's really helped me feel so much gratitude every single day for for my family and just how far I've come in in five years um, and how to take something so terrible and try to turn it into something so uh, beautiful. So that's it. Um, Thanks for listening. This is Rob Mora from Hawaii. Uh, thanks for having me on, Mason. This whole journey started at the end of 2018 when I finished my uh, first ever marathon in Honolulu. And when it was over, I had this incredible feeling of accomplishment, followed immediately by the desire to do more as I wasn't as tired as I thought I would be. I had so much left in the tank and I didn't feel like I was done. I immediately decided I was going to do more in 2019. So with that being said, uh, I had set a big, hairy, audacious goal to run marathons on each of the major Hawaiian islands, which includes, uh, as you know, Big Island of Hawaii, Kauai, Maui, and Oahu. I had uh, started off my year strong with the Rebel Kulia, which is a run from the top of Mauna Kea all the way down to the ocean in Waikoloa. That felt incredible validated my marathon journey for myself, knowing that it wasn't just a one-time fluke knocking out the Honolulu Marathon, and I had two under my belt at this point and felt really good about it. I spent the next six months focused on my mental strengthening, doing things I didn't really want to do in order to build an arsenal of discipline with, with the running, hot yoga, weightlifting, 
more races, shorter distances on those and really just focus there. Uh, fast forward to September, my wife Kayla and I were expecting our, our firstborn. The Kauai Marathon was around the same time. Things were getting a bit too close for comfort with the due date. We didn't feel comfortable and I, I didn't feel comfortable leaving her, being on another island. She couldn't fly at that point. We were so close and uh, with the chance of her going into labor and me not being there. So I obviously stayed stayed home and we ha- had a beautiful, healthy baby boy, Zion. And uh, the next month, uh, I ended up continuing on with what I was, had planned and uh, ran the Maui Marathon in October with what was supposed to be a proud moment, having now finished another marathon at this point, I still didn't feel complete. I couldn't get it out of my head. I thought about it every day that I wasn't going to finish my goal. And I had some big things planned for 2020. Uh, I, I didn't want to compromise those goals by not finishing these. And I, I decided I was going to go fly to Kauai the weekend after Honolulu uh, in December and run my own 262 on Kauai by myself to complete the goal for the year. I ended up uh, sharing this information plan with a few of my friends and kind of getting their thoughts and feedback. And it, it, you know, it really sparked me even more and hearing the support that I was getting. And there was a, there was a tricky part though. The Kauai marathon route wasn't going to work because the roads where the route is are, are so narrow. They don't have shoulders. There's heavy traffic, very dangerous. So I ended up creating my own route, doing a, a third of the actual course, uh, the marathon course, which was about a nine-mile lap. I was planning to do three times, which gives me uh, gave me 27 miles. Some of those uh, folks I ended up telling and sharing the, the goal with uh, ended up flying over and being my crew and uh, my aid stations along the way with my wife and son. So I had the best support crew and ended up knocking out that run a week after Honolulu, um, yeah, knocked it out to my surprise. Uh, when I had finished the race on Kauai, my run, I had the blessing of the Kauai Marathon race director who had heard about what I was doing, was excited about it. She met me at the finish line, presented me with a race medal from that year, which was extremely validating. And I'm so thankful to her. It, it kind of came full circle right then and there. It's like I finished my goal and I had my wife and son and the race director there and my whole support crew that was there from lululemon and my friends and i I didn't compromise my goals for 2019 and i and i finished them and you know ended up overcoming these life situations to cap off a a great year running so it's pretty excited about that and bigger plans and goals for 2020 looking forward to that thanks for hearing my story looking forward to uh doing more with athletic brewing and uh, achieving goals without compromise. Aloha. Mason, what's going on? Matt Stevens here. Uh, so, so what I wanted to talk about is, I guess, the uh, last 10, 10 and a half months of just being sober, you know, living in Vegas. Um, one, of, one of the hardest things to do is just going out socially and not having a beer, not having a drink. So just starting with that 10 months ago and all the way up to, uh, had a super bad injury, um, plantar fasciitis that I've been dealing with for like two years. And everybody's like, Oh, you can just, you know, use physical therapy. You can do all sorts of stretching routines and you, you can overcome that. It was so bad 
that the podiatrist was like, yeah, man, like we're going to have to do surgery on it because it was affecting everything up from my, like the arch of my foot all the way through my heel up into my Achilles and everything was so tight and just so ruptured and scar tissue. Uh, they just had to do surgery. So after surgery, I was like, had that feeling like, man, I'm never going to be able to run ever again, like let alone walk right. So through training and through just a lot of physical therapy and a lot of work, you know, nurturing that, I think coupled with, you know, being sober and just ha- living a healthy lifestyle, it helped me overcome all that I was facing in life and then that injury. And I think that just in the past year, um, I've come a really long way at just uh, pushing through roadblocks and things that are trying to get in my way. So it felt really good to, you know, have a company back you up um, and just be there and have, you know, some non-alcoholic brews as well as like just a training aspect of everybody else that's, you know, in the fitness industry and coming together and you can kind of just follow along everybody else's journey. So uh, just overcoming that injury, um, maintaining that sobriety that, you know, I thought was only going to last a couple couple weeks. And now here I am almost a year into it and probably not ever going to drink an alcoholic beverage ever again. But uh, that's besides the fact, uh, just, you know, overcoming that that injury and now running and doing Spartan races again and participating in events that I didn't think I would ever have a chance to ever partake in again. So that's my two cents. Um, a lot of close guys that I, you know, have been friends with for a while, follow it and they ask me for my routine and workout regimen and all that. So it's, uh, makes me feel pretty good when you got 20 year old kids coming up asking you like, Hey, what do you do for a workout? And how do I, you know, preventative maintenance on working out and whatnot. So Anyways, have a good one, brother. Hope you have a good weekend and got the beer. Awesome. So only a couple weeks away from the wedding. We're pretty excited. Thanks again, man. Later. Oh, where do I begin? Uh, My name is Kendra Manley and I am just a few weeks shy of being 49. Mother of two, married, live in the beautiful Uray, Colorado. And my journey started last May, the day after Mother's Day, when I decided I was completely done drinking um, after a nice hangover for Mother's Day. I've been a social drinker my whole life, and the habit was just getting to be a little too much and getting in my way. I've always been super athletic, um, work out, go to CrossFit, I teach dance, but I could never reach my goals because I just couldn't seem to give up um, the alcohol because I really always look forward to my evening cocktails every night. So I don't even know where to begin except where this journey has taken me. Um, I am in the best shape I have ever been and I hired a nutrition coach and we focused on my macros and so I leaned out and gained muscle and the day I came across the athletic brewing company, I was completely ecstatic because I didn't feel like I got left out, like I wasn't important. Because sometimes when you go places and you just want to enjoy a beer and they hand you a really crappy, I won't even say what kind of beer, it's kind of deflating a little bit. So when I came across the Athletic Brewing Company, I was completely stoked and I was really stoked that it actually tasted like a real craft beer. So here I am and... I just, I love where my life is. 
it's in a super great place right now. I actually will probably never drink again after seeing all the benefits that have happened to me in the last almost a year. It'll be a year, like I said, in May. So I don't even have words for how life changing it is to know that life isn't all about alcohol and you can still have that freedom of choosing a in a amazing craft beer. So kudos to Athletic Brewing Company. And I have totally spread the word where I live, including my FedEx man that delivers my beer that actually asked me about it. And I gave some for him and his wife to try. So the word is out. Everyone's loving it. And I'm just glad to be an ambassador for this company. So here's too many more years of a AF life for me. And hope you all have a fantastic day. Thanks. My name is Danny. I'm an athletic ambassador. Um, Back in 2018, in January, I woke up, had a seizure, blacked out, uh, went to the hospital, and was diagnosed with a brain tumor. I had surgery uh, a few weeks later, and it was successful. Um, But I had to relearn how to walk and coordinate the whole left side of my body. Um, I couldn't feel my leg Uh, My left arm was just pretty much not there as far as, you know, my feeling. So I had to go through therapies and do a lot of work to regain my strength and coordination. I also went through a lot of anxiety and panic attacks during that time due to a good amount of medication that I was on, uh, the side effects of those. And so it took me about a year to get somewhat back to normal. I went back to work. January of 2019. And since then, I've gotten raises, gotten promotions. I haven't um, had the tumor come back. And going into February this month, I will have my two-year MRI to see, you know, if I'm still clean. And as far as I'm concerned, I, I feel healthy. I feel good. And I also stopped drinking back in January 2018. And I believe that that has really helped my life and really helped um, my health. And so I found Athletic Brewing Company back in October 2018, and I haven't looked back since. Thanks, Athletic. My name is Sarah Showalter, and I am from Reading, Pennsylvania. Last year in 2019, I was training for the Chicago Marathon that was held um, this past October. Um, But in the middle of my training in June, I went out to Los Angeles for a girl's trip. And things got out of hand very quickly. Um, The first night, I drank a lot. And the end of the night resulted in me hitting my head, I guess, super hard. And I was rushed to the hospital. And they gave me a CAT scan. And they told me I had a subarachnoid hemorrhage. So... Long story short, they kept me in the ICU out there for three nights, and after I was discharged, I wasn't able to um, fly home for a week, so I was stuck out in California for almost a week and a half, and the whole time, I was just thinking, this is my rock bottom. Like, I'm honestly, like, the whole time I was thinking that I'm never drinking again, because I never want to feel this way, because... I honestly would have not been in that situation if it wasn't for alcohol. And 
I was told that the neurosurgeon that saw me in the hospital told me that I probably wouldn't be able to run my marathon. And that was heartbreaking for me because I had worked so hard up until that point. And this was something that I really wanted to prove to myself that I can do. Um, I just wanted to prove to myself that I can really do hard things. And just hearing that I wouldn't be able to do it was like gut-wrenching. But then I eventually got another CAT scan when I got home and it came back clear. So the hemorrhage was completely gone and my neurosurgeon here back home said that I would be able to run again, but I would just have to ease myself back into it. So I got together with my coach and we came up with a new game plan. I My original goal was to um, run the marathon in um, a sub four. And this was my first marathon. So that was a pretty hefty goal. But now with everything that happened, I obviously had to, you know, reset and think about what was realistic. And at this point, I just wanted to get there and I just wanted to cross that finish line. So I got to Chicago and I did end up finishing that race. I ended up crossing that finish line in four hours and 19 minutes. And I think the whole last mile, I was just crying because I was just thinking about like a couple months ago, I was thinking that I wouldn't even be able to be here. So it was just, it was very overwhelming. And I'm just, I'm very proud of myself for actually being there and finishing it because I actually thought about just deferring my entry for until next year, just because, you know, I wouldn't be able to do what I originally wanted to do. So I'm just very proud of myself for sticking with it and just being able to finish. And long story short, um, I'm never drinking again, or at least for a very long time. And I'm so excited for my races coming up in 2020. I have um, two half marathons planned. I have a Ragnar relay coming up, and I plan on doing a full marathon and completely crushing it. Hey, Mason. It's Daniel Larkin. Um, I wanted to call in and give a submission here for uh, the Without Compromise podcast, which, by the way, I'm loving. Thank you for doing that. It's uh, It's been a great a great listen every time so far. Um, I, I thought I'd give a story about um, not so much a sporting achievement of myself, but more of kind of how I, I used um, kind of some outside information to kind of look in and change myself. It, it happened while I was organizing the race with... Uh, the Florida Route Trail Series race with uh, myself and uh, fellow athletic ambassador Matt Mueller and uh, another friend of ours, Alex Johnson. Um, you know all about the race because Athletic sponsored it, and thank you guys for that. I mean, your uh, your help was amazing in uh, in putting it together and and making it a success. But um, when the three of us decided to do this, um, I knew that Matt was kind of a businessman. He would, he kind of set up the business aspect of it, got to set up as an LLC. Um, Alex is more of the, uh, the numbers guy. He set up all our spreadsheets, got things, uh, organized that way. And I have always just kind of been a big ideas guy without any kind of fine tuned skill set, I felt like. Um, well, as we were organizing this race, <clears throat> towards the beginning of it, I just randomly happened to take one of those personality-type tests. I think it was the Myers-Briggs one, which is apparently a pretty legit test. Um, you fill out a 100 or so questions, and they 
kind of peg you as to what your personality type is. And mine came back as campaigner, which as I read into it, you know, it says, I have big ideas. Um, I can inspire support from people, um, which all sounded about right, you know, about where I was. And it also said that I suck at details. I'm not a detail-oriented person, and I have almost no follow-through, which unfortunately also sounds right. You know, it said I can be bogged down by administrative and routine tasks. Again, dead on me. So um, I figured, you know, the more I sat on it and chewed on it, you know, I, I kind of I left unhappy with it, you know. I, in one aspect, I was, you know, glad to hear that something reaffirmed what I had thought were my positives. You know, I can bring people together. I can, you know, rally support for causes and I can get things, things done with, with large groups. But on the other hand, I had kind of been given, um, you know, exactly what my faults were. And I figured I had two options. I could, you know, accept this, which again seemed totally true and I could build a model around it I could focus on my strengths and I could delegate things from my weaknesses which you know would be a very good plan or um, I could kind of lean into my weaknesses you know that lack of follow-through you know just that inattention to detail and administrative tasks you know kind of see if I could I could lean in and just see if I can kind of level my skill set by becoming what my personality type says I was not. And I decided to go with that. So during the course of race prep, um, I took on details that I didn't think I would really be good at. I, I took on getting the insurance uh, for the race. Um, I dealt with the park and all their permits and the bureaucratic red tape of state parks, which by the way, um, dealing with the state parks and the rangers was great. It, all the red tape and all the details and everything um, is just part of the governmental process I learned. And um, I learned the ins and outs of it. Um, I sat down and I responded to every email. I asked every question that I needed to. And every time I felt the pushback internally that I didn't want to do this, I kind of took that as a mindfulness bell that I needed to do this. I needed to stay on track. I needed to refocus. And I needed to pay attention to the details. And I, I didn't want to do it. I mean, you know... You and I emailed, I don't know how many times throughout the course of it, and I wasn't always, you know, on point. I wasn't always the quickest about responding, but I feel like I did it. I did a fair job of it. And so all those monotonous tasks, um, everything from, yeah, emailing, I figured out, you know, I set up a system for numbers, all these things that, According to my personality test, I was not supposed to be able to do. And again, this is a personality test that I think pegged me. So again, um, I kind of, I, I looked at this and I realized, you know, was my personality type shaped by my actions or were my actions dictated by my personality type? And I decided I, I could change my actions and I could go outside of my personality. And it worked. And, you know, it wasn't perfect, but we got it all done. And on race day, I got to spend the day being the campaigner that I really enjoy doing. You know, I got to run around. I got to spend time, you know, thanking people and giving speeches and, you know, finding creative ways to put out fires as they cropped up. But I did it, and now I know that I can do it, and I can do it again. And um, 
it just came down to having somebody tell me my weaknesses, recognize my weaknesses, and lean into them. And if I fail, it's okay, but I needed to try. That's it. That's my story. I hope I didn't take too much of your time. But um, we'll talk soon, and uh, have a good one, Mason, and keep up the good work. Thanks. This is uh, Alex Dyson. I am uh, an athletic brewing ambassador. Um, I am a fledgling mountaineer, uh, somewhat of a third-rate rock climber. And um, starting in April, I will be attempting a 2,190-mile thru-hike of the Appalachian Trail from Georgia to Maine. So I guess the one thing I want to talk about, and probably like to talk about the least and need to talk about the most, is how I overcame, or rather am perpetually overcoming, uh, my former drinking problem and kind of how that pushed me outside more. So I started, you know, drinking and, you know, experimenting with other substances uh, when I was uh, like a young teenager, like 14, 15. Um, and I always liked the escape it brought me. So I wasn't always happy with my home life and it was, you know, good to escape without going anywhere. Um, so by my mid-20s, I was probably, I was 25 and had been, I worked in craft beer for a couple of years. Uh, I was working at a fine wine and spirits shop and was just enthralled by the craft of it. And that helped kind of mask the problem that I had with it because I, you know, outwardly it looked as though I was, you know, always chasing these rare beers and learning as much as I could about it. Um, but at the other end of that spectrum was really <laughs> enjoying these, you know, fantastic beers in, you know, copious excess. So Drinking in, you know, such amounts, you know, was not helpful for me at all. And, you know, my felt like I was always just, you know, getting hammered and and just wasn't happy with the person that it made me and who I'd become. So it was in July of 2018. I was 25 on the cusp of turning 26 and decided I needed a drastic change. So Right there on the spot, I decided to quit drinking, and um, I haven't turned back since. So in the early days of my sobriety, the one thing that really helped me stay grounded was just going for these walks in the woods. I was living on a friend's farm, and there was an abandoned uh, Girl Scout camp that was behind the property, and just, you know, these great trails that I would go wandering and walking through and searching within myself for, you know, where the hell I was going to go next after completely uprooting in my life. So as I was walking in these woods and doing this twice a day, I realized that that was the happiest place that I was, was out in nature. And I'd always kind of had the idea that it would be awesome to hike the Appalachian Trail in the back of my head. So I finally decided, you know, everything's changing for me right now. I don't really have anything holding me down. I don't have a, a career that I love. I don't have a family I have to look after or anything like that. Um, if I'm going to do it, now's the time to hike the Appalachian Trail. So since then, I've been sober for about 19 months. And in that 19 months, I've been preparing for the Appalachian Trail. I got all my gear, been saving up money, been learning as much as I can about the trail and doing some backpacking. And in that pursuit, I ended up branching off of just hiking and backpacking. I found rock climbing and I've been doing that obsessively yeah, four times a week and branching off of that, I got into ice climbing and more general mountaineering. Really just those hikes in the woods um, ended up snowballing for me into this kind of greater appreciation for the outdoors and really just the athleticism that can go into mountaineering and not just 
you know, the physicality of it, but the really like the mental push of constantly challenging yourself and having to push through boundaries, you know, going for rock climbing moves, climbing above your protection and just not, you know, fearing that fall and just not losing your focus. So my overcoming my drinking has ended up uh, leading to so much more in my life than I had ever imagined and just a complete change in lifestyle. And since all of the regular challenges I had been dealing with in my day-to-day life are so much easier to deal with, you know, through a pair of sober eyes, um, I could now go on to create completely unnecessary challenges for myself, like having to hike 2,200 miles or climb Mount Washington in the winter or, you know, who knows what, going after some climbs that I should be completely out of my league. And I'm excited to keep pushing and see how these things go. Well, there you have it, folks. There's some stories from our ambassadors, uh, all of them incredible people. All of them I've had the pleasure to get to know over the last few months and looking forward to adding to the team. Without Compromise is a production of Athletic Brewing Company. To learn more about our award-winning non-alcoholic craft beer, go to athleticbrewing.com. There you can also find info on our news and events, as well as how to get plugged in to the larger athletic brewing community. And lastly, we wanted to thank you so much for listening. Please share this with someone you know, as well as leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. And we'll see you in a couple weeks.